Hello, and welcome to the eTech Podcast with me, your host, Ryan Morn. I have been involved in the development of electrified vehicles and machines since 2005 as an engineer and a business leader. This podcast is the product of my passion for electric and autonomous vehicle technology. I'm here to share knowledge from some of the world's leading experts, as well as my own insights. Join me as we accelerate the transition to cleaner, safer and smarter vehicles and grow the industry around the world. We've got something really interesting today, uh, completely different to our normal podcasts. Um, Probably the first time that we've spoken to someone who isn't an engineer or a technical person, but um, someone who's got an absolutely incredible insight into the EV industry. So I'm really pleased to be able to welcome Dan Caesar from the absolutely amazing Fully Charged show. Um, so now on uh, live shows, podcasts, and their YouTube channel. So Dan, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Ryan. It's great to be here. Uh, so so maybe uh, if you could just start, Dan, just by giving us your background, because uh, I know you've got a really interesting backstory. Well, actually, I fell in love with the energy industry about about 16 years ago, and uh, I'm still I'm still here. But as you say, I've I've survived despite the fact of having very very little engineering uh, background. But I guess uh, my background really is very much about communications and uh, and business. And uh, before anyone goes to sleep, I kind of you know I've kind of really kind of made a career I think out of making energy. Uh, renewable energy in particular and uh, electric vehicles more understandable so for me fully charged is fantastic but i actually started in the boiler industry uh working as a, a director at uh, corgi the old gas safety watchdog and um as much as i uh, love boilers i didn't find them particularly exciting and neither does the average <laughs> consumer i think so yeah. when when pumps came along and um and solar thermal and solar pv i gravitated immediately towards that and could see that, that was the the future um that was well over a decade ago and uh, and actually it's interesting how how slow progress has been but i think now we're we're really starting to get somewhere and we see very much uh the transition to electric vehicles in particular is the is the spear tip uh to start talking about other other energy technologies so right. um yeah I, I you know love working on on fully charged because it's very much about um encouraging people to to try electric vehicles to buy electric vehicles but also to to change energy supply and maybe to get solar panels and, uh, and batteries and, and start to thinking about uh, uh, living in a different way. So you've always been a bit of a clean energy advocate or uh, or, or fan. Yeah, absolutely. Just I think really if you if you look at it, you know, and you and you separate yourself from any vested interests you've got, you know, it does make complete sense. You know, obviously you've got you know uh, fantastic resources available, whether it's the the sun or or wind or or wave or, or tidal or whatever it may be. You've got that that resource there, so not to capture it, you know, seems seems strange. And yeah. um, I was working specifically on energy storage probably about three or four years ago, and that's often been hailed as the kind of the the holy grail or the silver bullet. You know, I hate those phrases, but you know, <laughs> I think for I think for energy storage it's particularly true that suddenly people have gone, well actually, you know, the variability or the intermittency of renewables might not be such a problem now. And, I, and I've seen yeah. a a huge, huge rise of uh, people starting to to deploy uh, renewable technologies because now batteries are available battery technologies moved on so much in the last five years yeah yeah it's fantastic um so just in case and uh, i mean 
I almost cannot comprehend that someone wouldn't know um, what Fully Charged is because uh, it's such an amazing uh, show. Uh, and and well, I'll let you sort of give the backstory. But could could you just tell us what uh, what Fully Charged is and what you guys do and where it came from? Yeah, of course. So yeah, we don't take it for granted that everyone knows. In fact, one of the things I've got to do is make sure everyone in the world knows about Fully Charged. So that's a, a sizable task, but one we're uh, one we're really looking forward to. But um, it's a YouTube channel, really, first and foremost. It's all about the future of energy and transport. Uh, we focus very much on uh, clean energy and electric vehicles. Our kind of mantra, if you like, is stop burning stuff. We think we're moving uh, past the combustion era to a new era where we uh, rely on other different types of uh, cleaner uh, technologies. And it was started by um, the uh, indomitable Robert Llewellyn, who uh, some people will know from uh, Red Dwarf. He plays uh, Crichton. Some people will know him from Scrap Heap Challenge. Uh, and as a, a, a broadcaster, an actor and a presenter, uh, he started to um, run and launch the Fully Charged YouTube channel about nine years ago. Oh, wow. And he just had a real kind of instinct and passion for, for electric vehicles and for energy in, in general. And he wanted to communicate that to a wider uh, audience. So he did, what do, what do you do? Set up a YouTube channel, of course. And, uh, and it took um, quite a long time. It's still <laughs> relatively niche, I think. You know, for you, Ryan, you're excited about it. I'm massively excited about it. Um, it's very common for me now to talk to people about electric vehicles in the pub or, you know, when I'm with friends, it's, you know, it's now much more mainstream, but it's still relatively niche. So imagine what it was like for Robert back in 2010, <laughs> uh, trying to push yeah. water uphill and uh, and trying to promote the channel. And and people said to him, the people he kind of looked at as inspiration for the channel sort of said to him, look, just keep putting out the content, keep putting out the content. Yeah. And after five years, I think he had about uh, um, 30,000 subscribers on YouTube. And I think, um, it was probably a, a purely a labor of love at that point, you know, and yeah. um, and then the last two or three years have been absolutely transformative. So after nine years of running the channel, we're now at a, st a position where just at the turn of the year, we, we reach 50 million episode views around around the around the world uh, over that sort of uh, eight and a half year period. Whoa. And we've, 50 we've million. Already, 50 million. And <laughs> by, the, by, by the end of the by the end of this year, we are on track to hit 75 million. So we were 50 million in eight and a half years at 25 million in a, in a year. So our, our growth is is pretty extraordinary. That's and a I hockey stick. That it is. Yeah, we're, we're <laughs> definitely at the beginning of that. And I think the next nine years, the next decade or so is going to be particularly exciting as these technologies come into their own. So, I mean, it's just a fascinating channel to, to, to work on. Uh, a lot of people are very aware of it. And um and Robert and, um, and the other hosts get a lot of attention. I'm quite happy working in the back office, not getting uh, much attention apart <laughs> from the occasional podcast. And um, it's a really fascinating challenge is how do you how do you turn a YouTube channel into a business? And um, all, all of us that work on it are really passionate about, you know, getting people to to, um, you know, getting people out of out of combustion engine cars, maybe to walking and yeah. running and cycling or you know an electric bike or electric motorbike electric car electric planes electric trains the whole gamut of electric vehicles of all shapes and sizes and then equally about you know how do you how do you power those things you should be powering them off you know clean energy suppliers or or having your own solar or, or you know um, powering off wind turbines batteries etc so really really interesting but what's interesting about the channel i think is that it's got huge global appeal actually our biggest market is not the uk it's actually north america and we've got lots of followers in uh, australia and south africa and uh, in europe and, and all around the world so um it's it's a very exciting time for us but really we are trying to now scale the business up um 
yeah. because obviously suddenly a lot of uh, companies are bringing out more and more electric vehicles and um, suddenly it looks like this transition is uh, is set to happen whereas you know maybe maybe as recently as two or three years ago before Elon Musk uh, launched the Model 3 Tesla um, it was kind of still debatable as whether you know we would we would get to this point yeah it's an incredible the, the last sort of two two or three years is uh really really the industry's changed massively so on for fairly charged then it so basically it started as would it be fair to say a hobby for for robert um but now yeah, it was yeah <laughs> so you're yeah but it's a you're a fully fledged business now so you've got um you're, you're the managing director of the business and, and uh, how, how many staff have you got there's really kind of four core staff right um so it's quite interesting because we get a lot of emails saying you know um who don't really understand that we're such a small business still. Um, <laughs> we employ more people on a just-in-time basis when we're running live events, for example. Yeah. Uh, we have a whole bunch of um, freelancers and subcontractors that work for us as well. Um, but I think the the growth and, and scaling up into a business can be can be quite swift now. So in, 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 in time gone by, you know, we get a ludicrous amount of people saying can we do an episode of fully charged and now it's at the point where we literally have to say to everyone look we just you can approach us but the chances are are very slim i mean we probably for every one we do probably turn down 100 um that's the level of demand but now so i'm building out um the business so we actually do live events we're doing a live event in the uk in the summer we're doing one in uh, america in uh, in in the fall uh we're doing we're building out our new website and a whole host of other different different things so people if they want to access our audience can can do so um but with that underlying theme of you know let's let's get more people to to switch to electric or switch to clean energy you know that's our that's our kind of whole whole reason for being so we're very focused and very motivated to to play a positive role uh, in that change wow so so i'm guessing with um with five five mouths to feed five salaries to pay it's kind of moved beyond um you know robert paying for it out of uh, what, I, what i'm sure a huge uh, royalty uh, checks he gets <laughs> from uh, from his uh, television work um so h- how how is the business funded um you know where where do you generate revenue so traditionally the business has been funded by um through through a crowdfunding website uh, called patreon Okay. Uh, so that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. And um, we have about 3,000 people around the world who basically um, kick in a bit of money each month for us to be able to to run the channel to produce the content. Um, and that has been absolutely the key foundation stone to turning it into, into a business. Um, you do then get revenue through through youtube so you via via google you know so um, any mm. advertising you carry um there's a kind of that's aggregated and you get some some money from that but we're not uh, we're not the world's biggest for the you know, youtube channel um so it's it's it's, it's all relative uh, but yeah. those two things have, have been helpful and then more recently uh last year we did our first fully charged live event and uh, ticket sales and, and sponsorship and things like that you know um, put us into a kind of a a new level commercially speaking um, so we are now on a, a pretty, um, steep, um, 
growth growth trajectory but i mean really without the without the patrons that initially kind of put in 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 money um it wouldn't just wouldn't have been possible to 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 get to to this point and um we have a hugely loyal fan base but the guys who kind of contribute every month you know we're um we're sort of eternally grateful really that they that they do that and it's quite nice because what it gives us is independence right so it's quite difficult now i'm sure to read any newspaper uh, or look at any website and not think mm, where's it who's behind this website who's behind this <laughs> yeah. newspaper and and, and 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 where is this information coming from yeah we're entering a new a new era i think where um media that actually um is paid for by by people rather than advertisers and sponsors um mm. is, is probably becoming more prevalent and fully charged has that kind of uh, independence and, and authenticity so if if we want to say, you know, I don't think, you know, X car manufacturer is doing a great job or if we if we don't think Y energy company is really, you know, committed to the energy transition, we can we can say that. And yeah. that's that's extremely liberating. And it's great for our audience because they know that they can actually get a, you know, an impartial view from fully charged. Um, so I think it's you know very very different from from things that have come before it and um and i certainly things like that and the fact that it's good fun as well so robert and um johnny and the other hosts are you know are really funny guys and, and i think that's quite nice to be able to talk about energy and electric vehicles in simple terms but with a bit of sense of humor as well makes the channel very popular too yeah because a, a lot of um youtube shows have gone down the sort of route of uh product placement or in-show advertising um but you guys really don't do that in inside the program format, do you? We re- we really don't. We 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 discussed it very recently, actually, and actually our kind of view was really that you know the individuals, the patrons, are contributing towards the channel, yeah, um, and that enables us to be independent. And then there's other things at arm's length, you know, that we can do, like an exhibition, which people understand that you know if someone wants to exhibit at that, yeah. they've paid to be they've paid to be there. Obviously, on a YouTube channel, it, it really would blur the lines and muddy the water i think if we if we start doing things like product placement so we we cover what we want to what we want to cover effectively um and that's been you know really powerful because um recently someone said to me so why if if the uh the tesla model 3 is such a great car why hasn't it won any awards and uh, i said well it's simple because tesla don't advertise in the mainstream motoring press and the the awards that the the big magazines run are all about supporting their advertisers. And this guy was like, his jaw dropped to the floor. I was like, really? <laughs> Couldn't. Yeah, that's well. That yeah, that is that is true. Really, I mean, it, I mean, awards are, are are quite shallow in a way, really, aren't they? If you if you if you think about it, you know, um, yeah. you enter a, a process and. Um, and you you might get nominated by your peers you know tesla is doing something that is completely alien um to the car companies and therefore the car companies back the car magazines and the car websites and the car awards and yeah. and so you could see that in 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 trade media you can see that in in consumer media i mean if you look actually at the ad spend that that tesla have put in um it is virtually nil yeah. Um, so it makes their success um, even more extraordinary, really, um, in that actually the emotion, uh, emotional attachment and the emotional investment that people have in, in Tesla as a brand, Tesla Energy as well as the, the, the cars is so significant that actually I think it's really it's really caught a lot of people by 
by surprise. But yeah, the Tesla Model 3, I haven't driven one yet, actually, but I'm hoping to um, soon. But certainly um, Johnny Smith, who's our um, car expert, our presenter, um, was uh, has been driving some um, in America last year. There's an episode on Fully Charged about that with the Colorado um, Tesla Model 3 Owners Club. And I believe Robert... Uh, is driving one in the next couple of days. He's um, in Scandinavia at the moment. Um, So, yeah, he gets all the good jobs, right? Uh, But, but, you know, so, I mean, yeah, the the Tesla story is fascinating. I mean, if you you go back in time as recently as three or four years, you know, um, all the textbooks and the theories about what's going to happen to the energy market, if you look at them now, actually, they don't typically include Tesla, Elon Musk, what's going on in China, uh, air pollution, all these things. And if you look at it in time, if you look at when air pollution really became a major issue, probably as recently as three or four years ago, and then you had the Tesla Model 3 launch, which was a, a real iPhone moment for the for the car industry. I'm not sure the car industry still realized that that, how significant that has been. And then you also um, had other things going on like Dieselgate. Yeah. Um, these are the things that have really kind of changed the um, change the scenery and um, yeah. suddenly now you know suddenly now a lot of the car companies in particular are, are under real pressure to to electrify um, and we have this huge global audience that's really interested in in getting into an electric vehicle and buying their first one yeah the, the, the mood has definitely changed um, I, I mean I often say to people when Avid's been around for 14-15 years now and oh, back then our first company presentation the first page we talked about air quality and about climate change and um, I actually got laughed at more more than once, uh, several times. Enough times to take that page out of the company presentation, you know. Um, but now it's 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 very much it's the mainstream, you know. Although there's still um, you do still get some climate change deniers, uh, but the air, but the air quality, you know, the Volkswagen uh, diesel gates really help to drive that into the um, into the public agenda. It has, and and the logical position is that that's only going to heighten mm. awareness around you know you could see what's going on in the streets around the world with you know um, kids on on climate strike at the moment and um yeah. that's not that's not going away you know that that movement's not going to suddenly go oh we're bored of this we're going to go back you know we're going to go back to to school it's a it's a very significant issue for the world but for younger people in in particular and so um, air yeah. pollution as a, as a driver is only going to increase. You know, there is a much more of a, an acceptance around um, climate breakdown, um, as I would as I would term it. But really to mainstream electric vehicles and batteries and solar and things like that is, is more about um, making people think the technologies are cool. We live in a very superficial world <laughs> where actually the average person isn't that engaged with climate change, isn't that engaged with air pollution. Yeah. So actually the fact that, you know, you'll think, oh, the, the Tesla Model 3 is a cool car or the Rivian pickup truck is a cool uh, truck. Or, you know, actually, I kind of like the idea of, you know, generating my own my own power. Once these, you know, technology can be very cool. And um, and I think that that is the thing that will ultimately mainstream these technologies. Yeah. How do you see it now? So I can imagine three or four years ago, you probably – I mean, there was basically there weren't that many electric vehicles being launched. So, in terms of you know content for the the shows, uh, the, the, there was there was stuff about. But now, like today, now there's every other day there's a, some major story somewhere, some new company launching something, some innovation um, in the electrification space. 
how do you decide what you're going to feature in the show um, and where, where do those ideas come from for the content? Well, we have um, weekly production meetings, uh, monthly team meetings as well. And um, I would say the whole team are pretty aware of what's going on, but probably um, Robert is, is is well plugged in, excuse the pun, to what's going on in the marketplace. Johnny is a, is a car guy through and through. Likewise, he's very aware of what's going on. Um, and, and, and I'm, I'm really, you know, all over what's going on because as you say it changes daily so um in terms of in terms of choosing what we what we do we're very much about energy and transport um mm. so it could be electric vehicles of any shape and size it could be any type of uh, of clean energy we do find at the moment we are having to be a bit reactive because car companies are getting in touch with us and saying can you cover off our, our new electric vehicle yeah. and obviously we we want to cover those stories um so we're getting a lot of that sort of thing. I mean, we recently ran a, an episode on Honda's new e-prototype. So they've got a new urban electric vehicle that's coming out in the next year or so. It's very kind of cool, mm. funky looking uh, car. And uh, Johnny did a walk around of that um, particular car. And we put that put that episode out. And I think we were one of only a, a handful of media outlets to, to run that story. And actually, we put our YouTube episode out at the exact same time as Top Gear put their YouTube episode out. Right. And that was it. That was interesting because... Because actually they've got, um, I think, 6 million, uh, 6.3 million uh, YouTube subscribers. We've got a fraction of uh, of that. And actually our, our episode got way more views than, than theirs did. So it's quite interesting now that people are sort of asking for fully charged. So when it's the car companies launching an electric vehicle, typically they're saying, actually, we want fully charged to cover that either exclusively or as one of, you know, just a small handful of, of media outlets. So that's interesting we're getting a lot of requests wow. literally never a week goes by without someone making an announcement about electric vehicles um there are some vaporware out there mm. some cars that are actually just you know nice nice images and then there's some great new cars coming to market as well so you know cars is a, is a big feature of what we're doing but equally we like to cover a whole range of other stuff so um in the recent past we've done episodes on um, vehicle to grid um, battery technologies we're looking to do one soon on on renewable heat um, and we even do things as divergent occasionally as you know um, uh, burgers that are not made of meat you know so anything anything <laughs> okay. anything that kind of potentially has a an impact on not having to burn stuff um, is is you know kind of where we would look at so we get some really cool offers and you know and it's becoming harder and harder to manage that process actually um, we met very recently and, and there must have, we must have discussed 30 different opportunities and we could probably only really cover about six to eight a month. So it's getting hard for us to, to choose which ones to do and, and to have to decline things. But the reality is that, that part of my role is really hopefully to um, help us to grow the business and help us to better cover more of the stories. But don't, don't you think Ryan, that there's going to be more and more of this sort of stuff over the next um 10 12 years you know every 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 car company is just going to be rolling out more and more electric vehicles now so yeah um this is a this is a problem we're going to have to face i think yeah it's, i mean it's interesting it, as it sort of transitions from brands like so tesla obviously clear kind of um trailblazer but then um the, the nissan um the kind of more the people who were aiming at the niche um and who were very early they had a particular way of doing things um, and, a, and a particular approach. And now is it going more mainstream? There's, you know, the companies like Hyundai uh, coming into the scene, kind of changing the way that they 
well, I guess they're, they're more established marketing machines kind of behind the products. Um, and some, sometimes they're getting it right, and it's it's quite interesting to see, but sometimes they, the more established brands are really um, not doing a good job, I would say, of launching um, or talking about their electrified product. It just seemed there was some... Um, you know, some stuff out of Audi last week about Second Life batteries and the whole sort of story was had the potential to be really interesting, but it was all a bit confusing and, um, they, they, you know, they hadn't really thought it through in terms of what, what the message was that they were trying to say. Um, and that does seem to be... That does seem to be the case. And the established motoring press still doesn't really know how to talk about electric vehicles either, I would say. Yeah, we watched that with interest. I mean, I think that that the advantage that early movers have, so it's hard not to mention Tesla in this conversation, so I apologize. But the reality is that um, when they set that company up, um, they started with a a blank sheet of paper. Mm. Uh, And that's, you know, incredibly powerful. You know, almost starting like, bunch of software guys saying well you know we're starting from scratch how do we how do we do this and as time has gone on a bit like you showing presentation with climate change and and air pollution on you know tesla was kind of laughed out of the room for a a long period of time not taken seriously and some of that still pervades the the industry yeah um but there are much more much more awareness now amongst the manufacturers that actually you know tesla have got have got something of an advantage and, and, and are doing some some clever things. But I think a lot of the car companies felt, A, they kind of didn't really see this, the rate of change when it came to batteries and what that might mean for, for the range of these vehicles uh, yeah. in particular. Um, they've been surprised by that. I think they've um, been a bit flat-footed in the way they've responded to that. And even now, as they try and move towards electrifying uh, their cars they've got this issue that they've got this this huge you know these huge assets that are sunk into you know petrol and diesel engine cars yeah. and they're really struggling almost internally so that's why i quite admire what people like nissan renault alliance have done yeah. because they've been quite quite proactive and you can see the koreans you know hyundai and and, uh, and, and kia in particular are doing uh, a good job but it, it has been really really hard and we watch avidly you know uh, uh, what the different companies are uh, are doing and and a lot of them really are are are, are struggling to to work it out how to approach it and yeah. the real realization this year i think in the last few months this year is the um the supercharger network that tesla have built um to enable tesla owners to to have comfort and know they can you know they can drive around countries and it's relatively straightforward and the battery supply that tesla have secured i think largely through um, Panasonic yeah. um, puts them actually a long way ahead, yeah. and and we're now seeing um, this term constraint of supply in terms of um, in terms of batteries um, yeah. rear its head more and more and more. Where actually, um, if you haven't got your supply chain uh, nailed around, it's it's actually you can create a great car, um, but you might not necessarily be able to uh, supply them. There's a lot of pent up demand there for for some of these cars, so. It really is fascinating to watch, I guess, what a very sophisticated business is in the car companies. Um, they're almost they're built for a, a different era, effectively, yeah. and and to and to and to to compete with um, the likes of Tesla. And I mentioned the other one that we're very fascinated by, which is Rivian, 
um, yep. in North America um, is is proving quite hard for them, you know. Um, and the, there will be a uh, it'll be a testing will be a testing decade, I think, for the for the traditional car industry. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it, the Volkswagen Group obviously were the sort of potentially the, the bogeymen, uh, but their mistake kind of spurred a lot of this change. But then recently they've come out very clearly and said, we believe that actually to do this properly, you need the dedicated platform and they've launched their MEB platform. And, and that's kind of, I, I would say, almost f- acknowledging the, 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 the Tesla kind of uh, business model um, and, and approach rather than trying to do com- conversions of existing cars and kind of shoehorn an electric powertrain into, um, you know, a car that was designed for a diesel engine and what have you. But it's it's a massive... It's a massive challenge that the legacy, it does, one of the things that I often think about, you know, people, there's a whole list of yeah, buts. So you talk to sort of someone on the inside of a standard car manufacturer and they go, oh yeah, but you know, Tesla haven't really, they haven't made a profit. So they haven't shown that you can make this stuff profitable. And we, we, we don't have a license to go and burn money like they do. Um, you know, we've got to do for shareholders, etc. cetera. So, um, and, you, you, and if you sort of look at what Tesla have lost in the last few years and compare that to what some of the OEMs are now in, uh, announcing in terms of uh, investment plans, it actually makes it Tesla's uh, <laughs> uh, losses look co- quite good value in terms of um, an investment. You know, there's a whole, the, the scale of what's required is starting to become clear. And it's, I think there was this maybe an arrogance of, it's going to be very easy to build electric vehicles. We know how to build cars. We're, we're experts at it. Um, but lots of things that hadn't really been thought through, like the charging network, like the battery supply chain, because you know the, the automotive guys are used to suppliers kind of queuing up uh, and, and wanting to supply them. Um, so it's, it, it's really everything is different. There's there's um, there's some things, some similarities, but there's so so much uh, change in process right now in the, all of the business models in the uh, in the automotive industry not least in the the uh, the media side of it yeah i mean it, it is fascinating to watch i mean i i love i love what we do at fully charged and it's a it's a real pleasure to 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 work on it i think it's really interesting to see the scale of the challenge for some of these companies and i don't think they've been kind of telling themselves that it wasn't going to happen or that maybe hydrogen electric vehicles would be the dominant um form factor for 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 these vehicles and as i say the speed of um improvement in terms of um lithium-ion batteries has has caught a lot of people out i think but it's really you could read a lot of books about technological change, about microprocessors and phones and, and all these different things. And you could conclude that actually we're just entering a new era and some of these manufacturers aren't going to make it. Yeah. And I think there is, there is an argument to that. You know, I think there are some that won't make it through this process. I think there are some that will, but I think almost all of them have reached their peak. And I don't think any of them will be as big because you've not only got the move towards electrification to factor in, but you also got the fact that actually electric vehicles require much less servicing. So that mm. part of the business is going to be quite significantly diminished. You've then also got things like ride sharing and potentially autonomy to factor in as well. So I think, you know, 
I think they've they've peaked these companies, and I think some of them will survive this transition, and some of them some of them won't. Um, but there's there's no doubt about it. You know, if you if you're still asleep now on this subject, I, I think you're probably going to have a big problem. Yeah. Uh, you, so you mentioned autonomy. Um, that's one of my favorite subjects. Uh, what's what what do you see happening there? What's your view on autonomous uh, vehicles? Because that I guess you could argue there's a autonomous cars there's sort of big potential saving for using the assets and well removing the human driver so they'd be more efficient point to point than a than an idiot driven car by a person um so they are maybe coming um what 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 what's your thoughts on autonomous well i think there's a bit of a way to go i mean i think that um, certainly this isn't, isn't my specialist subject. There's quite a nice episode of Robert driving the autonomous Nissan Leaf around London that we, we filmed on Fully Charged for about a year and a half ago. And um, so I think the technology can largely exist, actually. Um, but I think some of the um, other dilemmas uh, in terms of how to, how to roll it out are, are probably going to mean it's probably a little bit slower to market than some of the real kind of the people are really kind of hyping technology right but i, I i've got a i've got a six-year-old son and i'd, I'd be quite surprised if he if he drives in the traditional sense um i think the next next 10 years will be will change things very very significantly mm. um but how quickly remains to be seen i think um certainly again you know tesla have got some quite advanced features um in this area i yeah. think that um if you take the big picture view, you'll know, of course, that actually, of course, autonomous cars are going to be a lot safer than um, human-driven cars. Um, but we've obviously got some some things to go through. You know, those classic kind of moral dilemmas that an, an autonomous car programmer might have to, to to make. We've got some of those hurdles to to, to yeah. get over. And I think a public perception um, is obviously going to play a part in that. So I think it will be a, a kind of a probably a a three steps forward, two steps back thing with autonomous cars for a little while yet. But I'm, I'm excited about the, the possibility of it. And I think it just completely changes, completely changes things. And, it, and if I'm completely honest, the, the speed of technological change is only going to accelerate. Better technology is going to, is going to, is going to win out. It doesn't seem to be any point really for me in fighting it. You know, it's better to be at the front of this, of these waves of technological advancement. Um, so yeah, I'm interested to see how that kind of, kind of plays out really, but yeah, quite a few of the people we know in the industry are kind of saying, yeah, look, it's, this is, this is coming, but it won't be quite as quick as some people uh, think it, think it will be. Right. And, and do you think you'll kind of pull more of that kind of thing into, into fully charged as well in the future? So our, our core, our core things that we cover are um, energy and transport, and they're kind of a, I guess, what I call the immediate future of those technologies. Um, actually, I think as a channel, we we have to not only cover those things well, but we also have to cover both entry level subject matter. So actually. Robert has inadvertently become a bit of an expert. So when he talks about CCS and Chadamo charging, um, you know, ninety-five percent of the UK population wouldn't have a clue what that, that means. So I <laughs> yeah. think more of that, en- more of that entry-level um, kind of um, coverage and episodes and content is going to be important to us to get new people interested in electric vehicles, new people interested in, in clean energy. But at the other end, I think we should be really pushing the envelope in terms of talking about um, new things. So certainly, I would say that doing more episodes on on future tech whether it's autonomous vehicles maybe how virtual reality might affect how much we actually need to travel um you know the future Ooh. of um future yeah the future of you know future of um um 
planes, the future of you know um, trains and uh, all sorts of all sorts of vehicles. I think we could certainly fully charge has got the kind of the ability to kind of move into those into those areas as uh, as well. Right. Because of course, there's a huge uh, electrification sort of revolution happening in um, in other areas as well as uh, as well as cars, so planes being one, and off highway machinery and this kind of thing. It's uh, and they're all they're all interlinked for the same same reasons. Yeah, yeah, they are. I mean, it's all about the, it's all about the you know it's the ubiquity of electricity, the fungibility of electricity. You know, it it, it has got advantages over over other types of technology and hydrogen will play a role i'm sure but you know yeah. five years ago the average car industry expert would have said hydrogen will take over from you know the combustion engine and yeah. and for smaller vehicles that's clearly not true yeah. um there will be some hydrogen but actually you know um it's already kind of probably lost a sizable amount of that market that they thought it might have might have gained and um so it's really interesting because stuff will come out of left field as well ryan you know there'll be things that we aren't even a barely a glimmer in our eye that will come forward you know um so one of the things we were talking about just um just this week was um was covering you know uh, nuclear fusion um so there's 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 all these other technologies that are, that are coming forward it's it take a brave man to predict really what what sort of technologies we'll be looking at in 2025 I wish I had the video on there because my eyes just nearly fell out my head when you said nuclear <laughs> fusion. That was, there was two words I were not expecting <laughs> to hear you say. <laughs> it's, uh, this, this, so uh, what? Why in particular? So you're talking like nuclear powered cars or planes or? Just... Well, I mean, so <clears throat> so I mean, nuclear fusion. If if there are various companies around the world working on that, and it's. It's always been a bit of a horizon technology. I.e., it's always on the horizon. Um, but there are there are certain uh, companies now that believe they're getting quite close to effectively being able to provide sort of near limitless power. Wow. Um, so, as I say, you know, it remains to be seen. But certainly, it's it's on our list of episodes to do, and I think it will be very very popular. It'll be really fascinating to to see how progress is being made in that. In, in that market um equally you know to, to bring us back down to earth slightly obviously there's quite a lot of talk about solid state batteries yeah uh and you know the next the next phase of uh, of batteries and um there's you know there's some absolutely fascinating stuff out there but obviously when you're reading any of the press releases reading any of the announcements you have to really kind of ground yourself and work out what's what's real what's vaporware what's somewhere in between um, um for every announcement there's probably only you know, there's only a, there's only a, a, a few that are kind of ready to go, really. So yeah. I think that it's, you know, to come back to the car market. I think that we looked very much at. I would say Tesla is a big a big um, big driver of what's going on right now. The second one I think is is China. Yeah. I think you know um, I had someone say to me about constraints of supply that though it's a real problem that the manufacturers you know aren't getting cars ready quickly enough. And I said, well, yeah, but nature abhors a vacuum. At the end of the day. You know, if if Tesla or some of the Challenger brands or or Chinese brands can fill that um, fill that gap, then they will do. I mean, you could look back to the American car market forty years ago, and they was barely a Japanese car sold in America. And now I think the top six out of the top six out of the top seven cars sold in America are Japanese. Yeah. So you know, don't rule out the Chinese manufacturers and what they could they could do for the marketplace. Yeah. And then the and then the final thing I think the big the big move is going to be I personally believe the VWR have woken up and are going to take this market very very seriously and their new um, VW 
uh, ID kind of golf equivalent is going to come out early next year and they're going to produce it in volume fairly quickly and at a reasonable price. Yeah. Uh, and I think that will be probably another significant tipping point not one tipping point but a succession of different tipping points and i think vw taking the market seriously will will be a big move forward as well mm, yeah 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 agree couldn't agree more actually um so so in terms of the fully charged um show and business what's the what's next for you guys what do you see um what do you see coming up in the sort of short medium and long-term future well, at the moment, we're we're working very, very hard on de- delivering our second uh, fully charged live event in Silverstone. So that will take place um, uh, in the summer, uh, in June, and um, it's going to kind of double in size that exhibition. It's a consumer show, um, but it's you know it's really fascinating. I think for anyone who's an energy geek like I am to come along and look at all the different electric vehicles available, all different technologies, some really fantastic talks. That we're then going to take that model and, and run that show in America as well right uh in in the autumn uh in texas in texas specifically um so those are the, the the two of the most immediate projects um that i'm working on currently but actually it's really uh as much as anything about about growing the growing the audience around the world um and so there's there's the whole a whole range of different things that we're we're working on but we're we're, we're a scale-up effectively and um and that we're trying to get the business to to grow get the audience to grow but you know really we're kind of really very very um passionate about doing it all the team work very hard very long hours because we're we're really trying to inspire people into into you know changing their habits i guess yeah yeah um, giving electric vehicles a, a a serious look and um and looking at other technologies as well and actually nowadays it's kind of hard not to go somewhere and not to have a conversation about it people are kind of quite open minded about it now um, whereas recently as three or four years ago it was oh, that'll never catch on electric cars and milk floats all that sort of yeah. all that sort of thing now and now you ju- it's very hard i mean i've been into i've been into two shell garages recently and i've been asked by the staff in the shell garage so i drive a, um, a hyundai kona i've been asked by them oh is that that's an electric car right and 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 the guys the attendants of the shell com- company are uh, aware uh, and they're really excited about that technology and, and actually shell for example are going to have four court charges as our BP and all the rest of it. So, you know, now it's, it's genuinely something you could talk about and you go to see anyone and it's quite hard to find someone who hasn't heard of Tesla yeah. uh, or Elon Musk now. And, and that's extraordinary, isn't it really? Yeah. Yeah. I know it's uh, yeah. And that's the point we started on, I guess, about it becoming more and more mainstream. So just on, on the, on the show, um, cause you kind of touched on it a little bit and I, I think you're, you're maybe not wanting to overly plug it, but I'm really, really interested in the show um, and in terms of the format, like what, what, what is it you're actually, um, what is it, what, what are you doing? Who, who would be the right people to come to visit the show? Uh, tell tell me all about it. Oh, well, that's very kind of you. I was being very shy, wasn't I? Uh, it's not like me at all, but uh, no. So we, we, we ran fully charged live at Silverstone, uh, last year and we had, um, 6,000 consumers attend and it was a, just a, a terrific success. And, um, we were really delighted because actually until that point, you can imagine Robert had had almost entirely had a virtual relationship with the fully charged audience. Right. Yeah. You know, he'd been, you know, getting tons of YouTube comments and going to stuff and people saying, you know, I love it, but really he'd never seen a crowd there. So actually when we started the idea of doing fully charged live, Robert is, um, 
really absolutely lovely guy I was really concerned that no one would come and I said <laughs> don't worry about that I'll take I take care of that you've got a great audience they're very you know they're very avid and and sure enough the show was hugely successful and so this year we're going to be back at Silverstone on the 7th 8th and 9th of June um, we've got um, the main exhibition center there and also the Stowe circuit uh, as well alongside it and we're effectively serving at kind of an accelerating festival of um, electric vehicle and and clean energy uh, technology and we've got i just don't know tons of stuff there ryan i mean certainly when you get there to the car park you'll get an electric transfer from the car park to the venue so you'll get an electric vehicle i think there's at least 100 teslas doing that wow. some electric buses a load of other electric cars taking people from the car park to the main venue we're doing prizes and giveaways we can have every electric vehicle that's available on sale in the uk there on site have a, uh, an array of different um, exhibitors from clean energy suppliers to renewable um, technology companies. We've got um, two big theatres, the Giga Theatre and the Mega Theatre, which is going to have about 30 different uh, live sessions across the three days with Robert Llewellyn hosting, Johnny Smith hosting, uh, Maddie Moat from BBC's Do You Know, mm. um, Helen Chersky, uh, physicist and TV presenter. Um, we've got loads of fun areas for big kids of all ages, such as um, uh, the racing bug and lots of different interactive stuff. We've got garages full of classic electric vehicles, sort of concept electric vehicles, test tracks for bikes and scooters. We've got a live music stage. So we've got Craig Charles from Craig Charles Funk and Soul Club um, doing a Saturday um, evening sort of party in the paddock area as well. Um, manufacturing partners so electric vehicle um, companies there test drives there's even a b2b day on the friday as well so um i could go on but there's just like there's just like tons to see there so if you're um, in any way interested in in energy and transport it's definitely for you it's a consumer show but i guess you know a fair percentage of our audience are from from industry as well right um but it's it is, it is we're trying to make it fun and accessible um and um we're, we're really really excited about about doing it i mean it was a huge success in year one but we did it in a very short time frame uh with no team no budget etc so <laughs> we you know we're, we're particularly excited this year because we actually can can be a bit more expansive yeah um and yeah you know if anyone wants to come along um tickets are available on fully uk. right we'll put a link to that in the uh, in the show yes. notes below as thank well. you and 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 the 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 show in uh, so Texas, where, whereabouts is that going to be? Yeah, that's going to be that's going to be at the Circuit of the Americas, which is the F1 track wow. at Austin. 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 Okay. Uh, so we had uh, we had lots of we had a lot of international visitors to Silverstone last year, and and a lot of people from North America, in particular, said we've got to bring fully charged live to North America, and we said yeah, okay then. And then I got back to the office and I emailed them all one by one and said, okay, where would you, where would you have it, have it? And they all said without fail, their own city. <laughs> yeah. So, so, um, so I then spent a lot of time looking into, um, uh, different venues and, uh, a lot of people expected that we would choose California right. and, uh, and, and we kind of looked at that as a, as a possibility, but we felt that California didn't really need a nudge, if that makes sense, you yeah, know, it's yeah. just pretty, pretty progressive. And then we, we looked at the size and scale and, uh, value of the of the, the Texan market, and obviously it is an energy state, albeit you know yeah. uh, better associated with um, with oil. oil but yeah, um, but actually, if you if it, if it was a nation, it would be the, the sixth biggest wind producer in the world. So um, they've actually got a lot of wind power there. Wow. Um, they are the they've got the most solar potential of any state in America. They've got um, 
they're the best state for complementarity between solar and wind and obviously that brings in uh, batteries they're really kind of up in the ante in terms of electric vehicles um so it's a really there's a lot more grist to the mill in texas than there would have been in california uh and also austin's a very cool sort of hip uh, place so we're hoping people will will come and spend the weekend with us so that we were looking forward to that as well and um we you know, we'll have the normal suspects there but we've also got rivian there so rivian are the um the pickup truck um, an suv truck um, that i alluded to earlier really fascinating um company that have started with a blank sheet of paper and um they've got um quite a lot of ex-mclaren people working for them but yeah. they are actually an american uh, firm and i think they're going to do for pickup trucks and suvs what tesla have done for for electric cars so on on um on fully charged our best uh, best performing uh, video of this year so far is the is on the rivian right. uh where johnny takes a sort of up close look at that that vehicle uh, at the la motor show and that um that's had about 1.2 million views around the world already that episode. So, wow. um, so we're having them there and some great hosts there. So we're really looking forward to going to, to America. And then the plan is if I can, if I can find the energy from somewhere is that we'll also do one in Europe as well, uh, next year. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. But we want to spread the word. And as I said, you know, if we can get more people to, to, to show an interest in electric vehicles and, and clean energy, then that's, that's, uh, that's our, that's our objective. I think you're definitely, um, you're definitely heading in the right direction. Uh, great. Well, it's it's been an absolute pleasure, Dan. Thanks, uh, thanks so much for taking the time out to uh, to join us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's really good to speak to you. Brilliant. Okay. So that's all we've got time for today. Uh, I really hope you enjoyed that. Uh, it's a fascinating uh, conversation with Dan. There, uh, we went way over the amount of time that I thought we were gonna we were gonna spend, but it was just so interesting. So if you've enjoyed that, please don't forget to subscribe to the channel, hit like, leave us a rating. Please do leave us some comments below. Don't forget, we will answer questions. So if you have a question that you'd like answering about electric vehicles um, or a particular technology subject you'd like us to uh, talk about in some more detail, send those in as well. Uh, We've got some really interesting episodes coming uh, based on listeners' questions. So that's all. Thanks for taking the time to listen. I look forward to speaking to you again soon.